right. I think oh. we're good in that fashion. Let's see, I got a shot, got my cigar, got my crepes, got my pride, my self-respect, motherfucker. So you're going to switch to days? Yeah, apparently I am. Huh. That'll be oh. interesting. Yeah, it's only and only three days a week, which I, I need that. So. Yeah. So you need like three tens or three twelves or what do you do? Uh, three tens. Three tens. So they'll get you like still full time status, right? You get like the. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you have to do at least forty there to be mm -hmm. full time. So, but I don't. Yeah, I don't even care. I just. I need. I need to work less and I need less stress. So. Yeah. Well, you can make it work, dude. That's that's killer. I mean, that'll kind of get you on a different schedule, though. I know that might be kind of weird. You mean like a human schedule? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That'll be the first time since 2008. Wow. Has it been that long, dude? Yeah. Vampire for all those years. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a long long run. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. pretty good. I'm going to kind of – I got this week off, so I'm going to kind of look around and see if there's something else I could possibly do just, just to totally change up, you know? Yeah. What do you What do you think? I mean, I've been sort of thinking the same thing. I mean, the IT thing is great, man. I can do it from home, and it's – you know, it's, I'm in a pretty good spot, so I'm not looking to jump ship. But I was doing, like, consulting on the side. You know, I've been doing that for a while, and I'm just not feeling it anymore, dude. Like, that part of it, you know? Yeah. So. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I don't – I just need – I need something where I, I have a set plan and I can get stuff done. You know, I have, like, a, a quota or something, and I don't have to – it's impossible to not deal with people at all, you know? But something where I don't have the stress of dealing with the public quite so much, you know? Yeah. Okay, ready? ready? Yep. Welcome to Scatterbrained, episode 25. Yeah, so hey, um, something from a while back we talked about was the Mars Perseverance mm -hmm. in episode 20, mm -hmm. and that was the Space Probes episode, and that launches on this Thursday, the 30th. Sweet. So we'll have to keep our eye on that one and keep track cool. of it. Yep. Hopefully it doesn't get uh, intercepted by aliens or something. Yeah, right. It hits the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was just watching a channel on YouTube called um, The Impossible Channel, I think. And it has, like, all this, like, you know, natural phenomenon and stuff. You know, like, um, uh, crown, I think they're called crown flashes, which are really weird, like cloud phenomenon. Or sprites. Have you ever heard of sprites? It's, um, it's like lightning that goes up outside of the clouds into space. And you can see it from the space station, apparently. Just all this, all these weird different phenomena and stuff. And I was like, you know, we should do a, a we should do something on like ball lightning and crown flashes and something like that. And just kind of go into it. Because there was some really weird stuff on that channel. I should send you a link. Weather Weather, there's all, there's yeah. all kinds of strange things that, you know. Ball lightning. Like ball lightning, those things. Yep, that, yep, yep, yep. And those could be the explanations for some of these types of events that we've talked about before. Right. Wait, I mean, look up, look up crown, uh, crown flashes. Oh, I just discovered that today, and it is that is a weird thing. Or um, I've heard the word Fata Morgana or Fata Morgana before, but do you know what that is? No. It's like mirages in the sky of like cityscapes and things like that. It's pretty trippy. <laughs> you should. There was one in um, China that was filmed a couple of years ago. You should look it up. I think it's. They think it's a, a Fata Morgana, but they're they're kind of fleeting, really quick. But um, this thing I guess was up there for a lot of minutes. And it's a total cityscape up in the sky. It's pretty weird. We'll have to look look at that that one in a future episode, maybe. It's a it's a weird mirage kind of thing, or reverse mirage, mm -hmm. or something. Anyway, how do you spell it? 
Uh, F A T A, and second word is Morgan Morgana Morgan uh, with an A Morgan A. Okay, we'll look it up. So what are we what are we reviewing this week? Well, R- Rodrigo White. How do you say it? Rodrigo White Gabriella. Rodrigo it, e, Gabri- e Gabriella. Or is it E? Rodrigo is it e? and Gabriella. Yeah. So it's Rodrigo E Gabriella. Yep. Man, my German sucks. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what? Which one was it? It was um, not met, not Metalabula from last year. It was the EP. That's movie. all EP. M E T T A L E P. Yeah, it's three cover songs, right? Yep. Rodrigo and Gabriella, or Rodrigo E Gabriella, are a musical duo from Mexico City, right? Hugely um, popular. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had heard about them. It was a little late to the game, but I'd heard of, I've been listening to their stuff for a little while now. They're clearly got the flamenco style of guitar, but then the metal thing in there as well. And they used to play in a metal band, right? I think that's kind of how they started playing music together, was in a metal band. I think so. Or they were each in different competing metal bands in Mexico City, something like that. Yeah, I read that they, they met when they were 15, at like some uh, artist space, like an art center, art house, you know, like a, like Che Cafe or something like that, you know, where mm-hmm. they have, you know. And I guess Rodrigo's brother was the director of that that thing, so they met there. And then they were both into like metal and rock and stuff, and so they kind of bonded over that and formed a metal band, Tierra Acida, Acid Land, with Rodrigo's brother. Hmm. And then, so they were in that for a little while, and then they left Mexico City in 97, to didn't, go they, to, didn't they live on a beach for a while or something? Yeah, yeah, and that's where they moved to, like, I don't know how to pronounce this, Ixtapa, Itapa, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm butchering it. Uh, and then they moved to Europe after that and did music there, right? And they started... They were busting, weren't they? Yeah. And, that's interesting. Yeah, and then they were, it was like the early to mid-2000s or so that they got some traction and they started releasing stuff. And I think I saw them first on like David Letterman or something like that. Oh, really? And then he, they were also on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. They're pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I think the first album I like the first album I bought of theirs, probably the only one, actually, now that I think about it, was that one in 2009, 11-11. Yeah, yeah, I know I that one. That's around the same time you started listening to them? No, oh, I think, didn't you introduce, no, no. I first heard them in 2008. Eight because they did a little thing. Death Angel, one of Death Angel's songs. They have a spot. Yeah, it's uh, Claws in So Deep from their 2010 album. Remember at the very end they of Claws in So Deep. That's I didn't them. Know they were on that. Oh, yeah, I that's them that. doing that like last two minutes or something. That's I think when I first heard them, and then I was looking everywhere for them, and then and then you were listening to them one time, and then I was like, wow, these guys are awesome. And then I kind of delved into them a little bit for a while there. I was kind of into them for about a year or so, but I I haven't really listened to them much recently. And then this little EP popped up, and I thought, man, well, let's check it out. And I kind of like it. I wish yeah. it was long. I wish it was longer. Huh. So you like it? I, me, I have to kind of admit when you suggested it, I was a little surprised. It's, it felt kind of like blah about it or lukewarm. Right. I mean, those are it's not a super creative track selection of tracks to cover. You know? No, no. They picked the but, most popular ones, like but, the real popular songs. Yeah. So. I mean, they're definitely like tried and true metal anthems, for lack of a better term, right? Yep. But you know, I, and I, I'm kind of curious because I wonder why they why they did this EP. Is it because maybe they just wanted to show that they could do what they think was was better than other people's? Or I mean, I know they've they, done other ones. They've done Pink Floyd covers and all that. But why? 
Well, they, 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 they love metal and they've done a bunch of like Metallica covers and they've done like Stairway to Heaven and, and they've done a bunch of these covers. Yeah. I wish they'd just compile them all into one album, just have a whole album of covers doing mm-hmm. it this way. I, I kind of like it. It's entertaining. Well, you could you could make a playlist that way if you wanted. Right? Yeah, I did. It, it wasn't quite as good, though, you know, because yeah. they need a few more songs to round it out. Well, so there's only three tracks. You want to just take them one by one, talk about them, what you think about them? Well, yeah, well, the first one's Battery, isn't it? Yep. What do you it's think a good, about it? Yeah, it's a good version. I mean, I love how they I love how they make the um, vocal parts with the guitars, you know what I mean? Like, they, yep. they create the vocal part, you know, the vocal whatever um, with the guitar sounds, and it sounds really cool that way. It's easy to kind of catch yourself singing along to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That song in particular, just because of, like, the original, the rhythm is really, like, staccato, you know? So it yeah. blends well to that percussive play yep. style that they use right where they're kind of slapping it and doing that kind of thing too yep i thought that was a pretty good version of it and your favorite band was next seasons in the abyss did you like that at all yeah no really. Uh, really well it's interesting because i was kind of yeah my note was kind of meh that's what my note is but but i will say that the section with the leads is pretty much spot on it's pretty yeah. good it's kind of weird isn't it yeah so I, I do like that part of it pretty good but again i just feel kind of i don't know that's a low. That's really the low part of the album, yeah. not album, the EP or whatever. Yeah. But like the I leads said, are I good. They're spot yeah. on and they're pretty killer. So I really I wish it was longer though. Yeah. Well, the thing though on the season of the Abyss track is that the, the slowdown at the end. Did you? Didn't it feel kind of like awkward? Like they stumbled through it. Because it slows, yeah, it slows down. And they they kind of did something weird. Something was off about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I I really like Holy Wars. So that's my favorite part of this this little EP. Yeah. Their, their version of Holy Wars because. The way they do the guitar parts and then they do the, the vocal parts. Well, it's got parts. the acoustic part in, in the original. Right. Not the really acoustic, but the clean part. Right. And so it's well suited for this, but it's a very good version. This is definitely my favorite of the three songs. Yeah, mine too. And uh, I, I just like the way he does the guitar parts, at, you know, for the vocals, especially in that song. It's, it's really uh, creative. Anyway, I like it a lot. I can't give it like four stars or anything, though, because it's just three freaking songs. I mean, there's it's not a whole... I wish they would have just done this as a, whole, as a whole album. I know they've got more... They have more in their uh, catalog that they could do, I'm sure. But didn't they just stay on a beach for a couple of years or something in Mexico and just pretty much play these things? I don't know. Metal so songs, what, work things out. Yeah, sure. I think they did. And then they moved to Dublin, I think. What do you give this then, five out of five stars? Eh, maybe a three and a half or something, just because I like the song so much. Yeah. But it's just way too short. I give it a three, just because, like, the she track selection, it. I guess. You know, I don't know. Well, just, just the track selection. I mean, it would have been cool if they had done something... I don't know that necessarily a more obscure, obscure track, obscure. but oh. something that I don't know. Just, but hey, they're, they're good versions. Even, even the least of the favorites, the seasons is still a pretty good version of it. Like I said, I kind of, I kind of like to hear them do like an old, um, an old Black Sabbath song or something in this style too. You know, not like the old old Black Sabbath, but something like you know, like from Heaven and Hell, like Die Young or something mm-hmm. kind of trippy. One of those obscure songs that no one would think of that sound really good as, as a you know, flamenco kind of guitar sound, but you really have to be kind of in the mood for this too. Cause I've noticed there's been times where I want to hear something different and I put this on and it just doesn't cut it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I don't want to hear I it concur. Yeah. Yeah. But other times I'll put it on and it's perfect, you know, so. You need to enter there. They're, they're great players. Yeah. You know, so. And it's, it's kind of, to me, I sort of chalk this, the, these types of things up to the likes of Richard cheese. Not that they're anything the same, but just that they're kind of like, <laughs> covers that are done in their own style and whatever you like the style you know? whatever happened to dick cheese i think he got had a back 
problem or had back surgery or something. He hasn't done, he hasn't done an album in years, man. That guy was so funny. I have no idea, Richard. I did it all for the nookie. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Those are great. So you can take your cookie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You, have you ever watched him live? Any videos of him live? It's probably not. Oh, man. Live. It's classic, dude. It's so funny because he just hams it up, of course. But yeah. Yep. Well, so yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So you give it three. I give it three and a half. And our next topic will be the Phoenix Lights. Stay tuned. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Uh, we are going to do the Phoenix Lights today, correct? Yes. Sounds great. What, do you want to start it or shall I? I'm sure a lot of people know about it already. So I think a lot of people do. Yeah, maybe you should start because I, I know of just like one incident, but it's my understanding it was actually something that happened relatively frequently for some some people that lived in that area, right? Yeah, they've seen I, um, one doctor. No, oh, great. I forgot her name. Uh, she did uh, a documentary about it, actually. What was her name? She saw it like a few a few years previous. She saw like a, a series of lights, and she took pictures of it. And this was in, I believe, ninety four or ninety five. So and then, maybe we could step back because we just talked about the Phoenix lights. But they're maybe we're just speaking more broadly in case someone knows nothing about them before we start talking about that. I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, that's right. What are what are they? Phoenix lights are what? Phoenix lights were a series of widely sighted uh, UFOs observed in the skies over. Um, over the U.S. states of Arizona and Nevada, and even the Mexican state of Sonora, on March 13th of 1997. So now, these this is that refers to a specific incident, right? Right. That, and you've seen you've seen a yeah. video. Oh yeah, I watched a documentary about it. There's a documentary um, by name by a guy named James Fox, I believe, called "I Know What I Saw," um, that was done a few years later. And then there was a doctor, um, forgot her name, but she did her own. She did her own documentary as well, and she's convinced that they were not of this earth. Yeah. So um, has this been going on? So this was this happened March thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. This particular incident, but had had stuff like this been going on in that area before? You mentioned a movie that someone someone made in nineteen ninety four. Oh, that, that, same, that same doctor had seen lights similar to those a few years prior, and she had taken pictures of those. And um, then when it you know when it all came up, you know like this really big sighting. Thousands of people cited it, um, reported it. It went over the uh, course of, I think, about 300 miles, 480 kilometers from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson. Uh, two distinct events involving involved in the incident. There was a triangular formation of lights uh, seen to pass over the state, and then a series of stationary lights seen in the Phoenix area. Um, the Air Force identified the second group of lights as flares dropped by a warthog, A-10 warthog, um, which is really kind of silly because flares you know they make smoke trails and they don't line up perfectly and they don't stay stationary in the air so that was really kind of reaching they said it was on training exercises at the Barry Goldwater range in southwest Arizona witnesses however claimed to have observed a huge like carpenter's square shaped object or UFO um, and it had five spherical lights um, embedded within it they think maybe there were engines, light-emitting engines. They don't really know. At the time, the governor, Fife Simonton, um, the governor of Arizona at the time, was one of the witnesses to the incident, actually. Uh, he didn't admit it at the time. Um, but years later, he said, you know, he ridiculed people and made light of it, you know, because he was a politician and he couldn't come out and say that he'd actually seen it as well. He later called the object otherworldly. He said he was a pilot and he doesn't know of anything that we possess says on this planet that flies like that or, or can hover like that making no noise you know 
let me Apparently ask you this. Get... Let me ask you this. So there, I'm sorry to interrupt you. There were, there were these lights, right? And they were, they, oh. were, they were at one point in this particular event that took place March 1997. Huh? There were like five, like in the video that I saw, there were a cup, one or two, and then they kind of almost flickered into into sight, right? There were additional, uh, totaling up to five. Right. But then they flickered out again. So they were saying that those that that those were flares. Flares. Mm-hmm. And some people some people claim that those actually were flares, and that the military, um, at, like after the after the sighting of the actual craft, the military then launched flares after the fact as kind of a cover story. You know, like no, no, it was all just flares. You know what I mean? Huh. But if but if you really look at the if you look at the video, one guy took video of it, at the initial sighting of the lights and you can tell you can pretty pretty much tell that they're not flares it's hard you can to tell. see those and they, they way that they do it right was very strange because they appeared in like a, a not a line per se because it's almost like slightly arced right but they were yeah, all right, like yeah. in a configuration that's right and they were and, all they were all kind of floating they weren't like falling like flares do at all yeah and the, and then they sort of imagine how Think about maybe like an old school va- like a, a vacuum tube in an amp or like an old school vacuum tube in a radio, right? You'd see that you turn it on and like well, like it starts, it's really dim from nothing into like the full illumination of whatever whatever that is, right? Uh-huh. And that's how they kind of came on, how they appeared, and then they disappeared in the same way. And they weren't falling; they were no. hovering in this in this line. That's right. And it's not like there were. It was you at three in the in three in the morning with with uh, the cleaning crew at the hospital, no offense, but more it was like thousands of people, right? Yeah, thousands, thousands. I believe even, not, was it Kurt Russell? I believe he was even flying um, his son to see his girlfriend in a small aircraft, and he actually spotted them um, prior to landing as well. And he said- And it was like like in the early evening, it says uh, here, 855, or 1855, so was that six? 655 around 7 p.m. It's not like it's uh it was right as in the morning. Yeah, right? it, was, it was kind of right when the sun was going down or right after the sun went down, yeah. Yeah, and the video was pretty dark. But my point is is like it was just there. I mean, it was I'll say it like this, like to me this seems like a reputable sighting of, of them and of mm-hmm. something. Yep. And, and the military uh, said it was flares, which yeah. Mhm. And Which then they launched. Of... They launched some so that they could say, "Oh, see, we did flares, and that's what it looks like." Is that why they they did them, or as more like a cover, like, "Oh, we do these all the time." Like, what, what was the purpose? Some, some of them people, think the lights that you're talking about, or that I think we're both referring to, some people, even like some UFO researchers, even do think that those those ones are flares, and it was just a military launching flares as a cover. But if you look at the video of those lights, they don't look like flares. They don't act like flares. There's no smoke trails. There's no nothing. So it's kind of hard to discern exactly what's going on there. But other people say that they saw the thing, an actual craft, like really low, going over their house, barely moving, making no sound. Was it and like gigantic? Um, one guy said it was at least a mile long. Other people say it was like the size of multiple, like, aircraft carriers. One person said it was the size of a Boeing 747. Yeah. So it was absolutely enormous. And one person, one guy that cited it said he, that it sounded like rushing wind as it went over. And uh, it had six lights on its leading edge, and the lights reportedly traversed northwest to the southeast. And well, what uh, was interesting about it to me was how they looked almost, the reason I asked you if it, would, it was a large thing that they reported was 
for huge. me when I looked at the video, it looked like almost like it was this huge thing and that those lights were just like, for lack of a better term, the UFO looking lights that are on the rim of this huge UFO. Not that right. they were individual ships right. in formation. To me, Correct. on this little YouTube video, it looked like it was like these were just like part of a bigger thing. Yeah, like the lights on the on the edge of the bigger thing. And, and so that's, that's why what, I asked how, that's how large. People, that's what people reported. That's what the people who saw it up close, like there were multiple people who said it went right over their house and it was so low that, that they could have thrown a rock and hit it. Wow. That's how they perceived it. And it was moving so slowly and so silently that it's like what kind of power source could possibly do that? Because if the, if that's anything man-made, just hovering and moving slowly like that, there'd be almost like a like a tornado underneath it, you know, just stirring up everything to keep the thing up in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really confusing for a lot of people, and that's why a lot of people who saw it go right over their house say that was one craft, and it was something that was not of this earth because there's yeah. no way that we have anything like that. Well, um, look at the timeline too, right? So it starts in Henderson, Nevada. Yep. At just before 7 p.m. Pacific mm -hmm. time. Right. And you know, then it it continues on to like pa Prescott Paulden. Valley. Yep. Paulden, Arizona. So that that's another what is that? Hour later, basically. And then hour and and they, seem in, they seem in Phoenix a little bit after that. It's like this thing's just traveling. I mean, that's a lot of space. I mean, what is the distance between those those areas from start to finish that they saw? Right. Henderson to Phoenix. What is that? Well, the first person who saw it apparently was was this guy in Henderson. And then and then what, an hour and a half, like you're saying later, a former police officer in Paulden saw he was the next person to report it. And he left his house at like 2015 Mountain Standard Time, it says. So that's a couple hours or almost two hours later. Uh, he was driving north. He allegedly saw a cluster of reddish or orange lights in the sky, comprising of, of four lights together and a fifth light trailing them. Each of the individual lights in the formation appeared to the witness to consist of two separate point sources of orange light. He returned home and through binoculars watched the lights until they disappeared south over the horizon. So then Prescott Valley, you, you, like you're saying, Prescott Valley, right, and Prescott. They were seen in the areas of Prescott and Prescott Valley at 2017. Callers began reporting the object was definitely solid. Uh, it blocked out the stars. So that's yeah, that's crazy because that would have to be a really monstrous, mar right? Monstrous, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is pretty crazy. But and it's not like you're saying it's not just a couple people or like me and one other guy, right? It's thousands of people reported this thing. Yeah, which just makes it more. Uh, well, it happened. I mean, yeah, they, saw, yeah. they, they saw something. There is one person and only one person who said that they looked at it through binoculars and he was a former pilot. And he said, oh, it was just it was just five um, small aircraft flying in formation over the valley. That's all it was. And that's one person. And it's like, bullshit, dude. You don't even it's almost like he was making it up or he was told to say that somehow. Or I don't know. But that's yeah. obviously what not what everyone else did not see that. That was one well, craft. I guess what I was getting at about the timeline is that if you look at it on Google Maps and you just punch in Henderson, Nevada, and you, Phoenix, right. Arizona, and you just do drive time. I'm not looking specifically at just whatever that says, probably city center to city center. It's a four-hour, 20-minute drive. Okay. 287 miles. All right. And so when you figure that those are probably the figuring you're gonna go like the speed limit, let's say 70 miles an hour or whatever that is, right? How fast was this thing going, man? I mean, if it's like, cause it's in half the time, we're talking about two hours. Well, the people who saw it over their houses in Phoenix, like directly uh -huh. over their houses, say it was barely moving like a crawl, 
just very, very slowly hovering over their houses, making no sound at all. So it, during those sightings, it was barely moving. So uh-huh. and, it, and then Fife Symington, he said when he went to the park to try and get a glimpse of what people were seeing, he said he saw it coming over him. And then when he turned around as it was going away really slowly, he said it just shot off, like instantly was gone into the horizon. And he's did, like, it, did it launch out or did it flicker out like it, existence? From, from coasting slowly to, to instant speed, gone. Gotcha. So it didn't pick up speed. It was just floating and then gone. Uh-huh. He, he said, there, we don't have anything in, in our in our military, or, or as far as he knows, humankind hasn't made that. Right. He said, I've flown multiple kinds of aircraft, and you know, blah, 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 blah. That was like 10 years after the fact when he came out and said that he actually saw it when he was out of politics and everything. So, Well, so it, it makes this, this trip, though, in just a couple hours, right? I know it's driving straight across mm-hmm. probably the desert or whatever, right. and it's moving around slowly. What do you think... It was. I mean, do you really think it was aliens, or like, what do you think it was? Dude, I don't know. I can't. I mean, I can't figure it out. It's like, if it was a military like black project or secret project, why are they flying it right over people's houses really slowly? And how are they doing that? I mean, is it a blimp? And why would a why would a blimp like have these lights embedded and be like a perfect triangle kind of? You would think yeah. a blimp would have like more rounded edges. And apparently, it was it was kind of transparent, like it would block out the stars. But you could see through it. You could see the stars behind it, kind of like you know, like when a hot street, you know, you look off in the distance, and a hot pavement makes that kind of a the the heat comes off the pavement and makes that kind of squiggly lines and stuff in the distance. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Some of the witnesses say that that's what it looked like looking through it. You could see the stars behind it, but it was all like distorted and weird. So it was one craft, but it was almost like it was see through. That's really strange because if you think about what's going on with when you're able to see light distorted just by the hot pavement right. on a hot day mm-hmm. right and we, we can agree that nothing's really happening right it's just it looks like it's flickering and whatever makes a mirage but but it can't that like whatever is behind it or whatever it doesn't just disappear right so it, it's strange that there would that that's an interesting description that these people would would have when it, they it, see this because it's almost like it's like warping right Space gravity time. or yeah. space time or light or something yeah it almost it almost suggests also that the thing can become completely invisible if it wants to Correct. so it's like uh, it's like if that is a military thing is that if that's a human thing well a how are we doing that and b why would you be like coasting it over people's houses in arizona you know there's so many open places that you can be testing this stuff that just doesn't make any sense well if there, like if there was there were all these reports wouldn't the military, wouldn't you think they'd scramble some interceptors or something? And wouldn't oh, they, they go did. check this stuff out? And what they did they did. report? They did. No, they didn't. They said nothing ever happened. No jets were scrambled. That's the official line. But there was one guy who was in the base at the time, and he called out and called, you know, like MUFON or some UFO thing to report it and said that everyone in the base was freaking out. It was total lockdown. And they scrambled two jets to intercept it and see what it was. And he said that when the jets came back and landed, both of the pilots were like totally shaken up. And that's so that's the only report from inside the base that ever occurred, and that was recorded. And did those know, guys did those guys suicide themselves by getting shot in the back? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they ended up landing, but but he, the guy who was calling out said he's never seen like the one guy is like a tough guy, you know, military, you know, pilot and everything. He's and he's like hard as rocks, you know, stone cold, like. And he said he's never seen this guy frazzled or, like, scared. And he said when they landed, he was shaking because right. he didn't know what the hell it was that they came up upon. So that's pretty scary. That's pretty weird. 
And that guy, that guy was actually recorded. Now, you could say, well, there's no proof that that guy was calling from within the base, right? But he seemed to have knowledge of things that were happening. Now, there was one truck driver who's going, who was traveling on a, on a mountain, kind of overlooking the Air Force base. And he said he witnessed the, um, the jets taking off and going into full afterburner after the craft, after the big object that the truck driver said he saw as well. And he said he saw them going toward that object and then come back and then come back to base and everything. And that guy is just that guy is just this like just straight up like no frills trucker who doesn't believe this kind of crap. And he goes, I didn't believe this kind of, you know, I didn't believe this kind of shit until I saw it, man. And he said, that was nothing we've made. And I I'm a believer now, you know. So that's kind of that's corroboration that there was just scramble because the guy said he saw it. We can agree that something happened because thousands of people reported it. So something was there. Uh, there's, there's video, something, yeah, I mean, in, almost indisputably, right? So something was there. Uh-huh. And you're having misinformation or oh, yeah. things that, that aren't class, that aren't jiving when you're looking at the description of what the official response is and what people are saying happened, even if it's just one or two. Mm-hmm. So why the misinformation? Why the... They don't know what it is. I mean, the military... And they don't, they don't just want to say they don't know what it is. No, they just say they just say you know there was nothing there, nothing happened. We never scrambled jets. We don't know what you're talking about. People are just misidentifying these flares. Or, you know, we were just doing exercises, you know, off of the base, and we launched some flares, and that's all it was. And people are all just like mass hallucination or something, or, uh-huh. or mass panic or whatever. And it's like really, I mean, these people are saying they saw this thing go right over their house. Multiple people. Oh, and, and listen, this is that guy I was talking about. It says. The triangle formation entered the Phoenix area. Bill Greiner, a cement driver hauling a load down a mountain north of Phoenix, described the second group of lights because there was the first group that they say were, you know, the flares. And then a whole second group a little later described the second group of lights. I'll never be the same, he says. Before this, if anybody had told me they saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the tooth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view and I may be just a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. Greener stated, yeah, Greener stated that the lights hovering over the area hovered over the area for more than two hours. Wow! So that's pretty trippy, man. Yeah. So then, if he's saying that they were there, they were hovering there for over two hours, and they were moving slow, and they could just zip to the next area. It wasn't like they were gliding along and leaving this trail of apparently not. Yeah. Witnesses. It was more of like over these areas. It's really interesting. I mean, this is one of those ones that kind of goes for me, anyways, in the uh, conceivable column if you will right i mean it's yeah, clearly conceiv- something you mean conceivable that it is from somewhere else yeah yeah i mean i'm kind of i'm i'm kind of i lean more toward that being what it was you know something built something non-planetary non you know not earth made or human made it's i'm leaning more toward that than it being like a military black project or something because you know who is making that within our government the, our military doesn't even know about it. They have to scramble jets, and then they just flat deny that it ever happened. You know, and then where are we getting that technology? Again, where are we getting that sort of technology, and then able to hide it from everybody, even our own military? I, I don't know. It's just. Hey, it's dude, just, you know what? Listen, okay, we've covered this before. I don't mean to yeah. cut you off, but we've discussed it's the Antarcticans. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the Antarcticans. That's just all bullshit. You know that. Oh, I know. It's a little Nazi thing, and yeah. uh, I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I, no, I think I mean, you mean. I'm I think you mean the Arcturians from the uh, planet system Zeta Reticuli. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Star system TP seven four one two. Hey, how did you how do you remember that shit? It says here though. I just realized this, and I don't remember this at all. It says there was a reappearance in 2007. Did you know about that? Only from looking at a couple of different things. Yeah. 
I'm just so it did happen more than once. I'm not. Yeah, like, I didn't know this though. A repeat of the lights occurred February 6 of 2007 and was recorded by local Fox News television station. According to military officials and the Federal Aviation Administration, these were flares dropped by F-16 aircraft training at Luke Air Force Base yet again, and then appeared again in 2008, April 1st, 2008. They're reporting almost like they're saying, oh, well, here's, here's an explanation for the lights, but the right, people right. that saw this are reporting this huge thing. Well, this one in 2008 says that they, they changed from square to triangular formation over time. Um, one resident of the Valley reported that shortly after the lights appeared, three jets were seen headed west in the direction of the lights. An official from Luke Air Force Base denied any United States Air Force activity in the area, yet again. And on April 22, 2008, a resident of Phoenix told a newspaper that the lights were nothing more than his neighbor releasing helium balloons with flares attached. And this was confirmed by a police helicopter, it says. The right. following day, a Phoenix resident who declined to be identified in news reports stated that he had attached flares to helium balloons and released them from his backyard. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That explains everything. I don't think that was the one the decade earlier, but I don't know, man. Well, this is an interesting one. There's a few things that are unexplained, and that's what makes things like this plausible. I mean, for me, I think you and I, we've talked about this before, and you and I kind of view things a little bit, a little bit differently, but then we kind of sometimes end up with the same conclusion, you know? Mm-hmm. And to yeah. me, this is one of those ones that's like, well, if you just accept, which is, to me, a fact that the universe is just so big beyond even what I can even conceptualize, and even the smallest of small percentages would, would result in at least more than one of almost almost any scenario you could imagine, right? I mean, not literally infinite, but for all intents and purposes. So like Travis Walton, this is one that seems kind of... Uh, Plausible. Well, Plausible. <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's certain people, right? Sukulos, George Sukulos, we've talked about him before, but <laughs> everything is aliens, man. He might think this is a fake one just because he's he's who he is. But no, I mean I just think like you can have people that want to want to believe and strive to believe and bend their observations or whatever to and interpret it in a certain way because they want to confirm what their beliefs are. Well and then are, you can have some stuff like this that that really just if you just go into it and go, well, I don't know what that is, but we can, it appears this with no vested. There are some UFO researchers who think this was like a military um, test or something like a black project or something like, like Bill Burns. He's one of the few that is convinced that this is just something human man-made, you know, it's, it was just tested over Phoenix for some reason. And it's like, really? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Cause this is a guy, this is a guy who believes everything is aliens, just like Sukulos does, you know, but this is one where he thinks it was man-made. And I'm thinking based on all the witnesses and all the, you know, well, circumstantial witness evidence. It doesn't sound like anything that we have. Yeah. Well, if you had a, a technology like this, if you were the military, you had a technology like this, you're not going to come out and say you have it. And you're not going to test it over a highly populated area either. Well, but listen to this one. Play along with me if you All want. Right. The re- government researching whatever it is that you're doing, these advanced technologies. Of course, if someone sees something, you're not going to admit to it. The stuff that people see, you know, sort of, I've heard different things, but the stuff that certain people see, say is, oh, well, the technology that, that you have is 30 years. The government's had that for 30 years, whatever, some arbitrary number, but decades, right? Mm-hmm. So now imagine, if you will, a research of technology, which would be a cloaking, right? You could, you could one could, me, we'll say me, could make an argument, talking out of my ass, uh-huh. that it could be them actually researching a cloaking technology, and at the point that you feel you've 
uh, you really need to test it in the real world. Well, then wouldn't you test it at 7 p.m. over a populated area? To see what, see people what kind of people yeah. can really see. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, so again, I don't have a vested interest either way. I like to consider these things um, sometimes devil's advocate. And in this I, case, I feel like that thought is kind of a fun one, right? Yeah, sure. I think it's more likely that it was, you know, other than that, I think it's more likely it was some sort of like hologram technology, some sort of like psychosocial like test or, or experiment oh, to yeah. see what people, to see how people react to this. And it wasn't even actually there at all. But that that's some awesome freaking, that's some awesome like illusions that, that people can pull if that's what that is, because that thing was apparently monstrous. And there's no light like coming towards it to suggest that it was some sort of hologram. That's pretty advanced, too, if that was a hologram. That's pretty amazing. I don't know. All I know is that I saw the one YouTube video. I just tried to find and I looked at the longest one, and I found it. And this guy, he showed it was him and his wife. I'm sure you've seen it. And it's like he's like, hey, baby, come over here. And they're looking at all this stuff. Yeah, and apparently they had seen it before from from get what, what it sounded like in the video. They're like, finally, we got these on camera. We've been waiting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, finally. Like, they're saying that these things have come around, yep. whatever it is, right, that they've seen this yep. before. And then they show the daytime. That stuff's like really far away. It's not like right. when they when they show the the camera view in the daylight. It's not like right. oh you're just looking over this hill. It's like far away. I forget what the video said, but like tens of miles away, twenty seventy. I don't remember. I have to go back and look at the video, but it wasn't just across the street and up the hill. It was like pretty far. And when I looked at those, you know, certain certain people reported the the V shape type of thing. For me, what it looked like from that video, it looked almost again like it was like running lights or something on the edge of a large ship. So maybe it was more of like from the side. That was a side view. Right. But it looked curved almost like if you were to think about the prototypical UFO shape, disc shape. And that was just running lights on the edge, you know? I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, I think that's one of the for me in the plausible column. Plausible in terms of it being otherworldly. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we have that kind of technology. I don't think we have that um, kind of holographic technology. Even um, it'd be interesting if that's what it turns out to be. You know, a hundred years down the line, it comes out as something like that. But even then, I would think, you know, yeah, you're just making that up. That's not right, you know. But yeah, I think it's plausible as well. Wow, we both. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fun one, man. I, I like stuff like this. Sometimes I get a little frustrated when. You know, you're dealing with certain things, and it's like, no, just because they they just, when they leap to these conclusions, I'll say, right, and the right. stuff that's just like totally reaching, and they make these big jumps from point A to point C, and don't explain how they got to point B. You know, I don't know if you know who Richard Dolan is. I think he's the most credible researcher out there because he's you know he's got a degree in history and this and that, and he he wrote a really good book about you know UFOs within the military industrial complex and et cetera, et cetera. But he said something I thought was really really perfect. He said, you know, anybody who says they know exactly what's going on doesn't know shit. So yep. that's basically what it comes down to, yeah. Well, good one. These are these are fun to think about. Yep. Talks, you know, we, we talked about, we've talked about stuff specific to humans, right? We talked about the dogs and evolution of dogs with, and then gone on like the bigger <laughs> scale of panspermia and all these other things. So it's just one more thing to consider that, that's fun to think about. So My dog is looking at me very knowingly right now. Like he knows what we're talking about. So He's just rolling his eyes. Yeah, right. Join us on the next Scatterbrain. Do you want to wrap it up here? Yep. Okay, see you later. See ya. Thanks for listening.